I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, if you are a, someone that pays attention, you know typically the way this works. I, I, I'm not that creative. I'm not. I come in here and I do the kind of the same show every night. We do the same tired games every night. Uh, and usually on Sunday we come in and whatever the Sunday night game was, we then talk about the Sunday night game. We find a way to talk about the Sunday night game. And we had the Redskins and the Raiders, and it wasn't much of a game. The, the Raiders did not, did not show up. In that game, the Redskins dominated. I had Washington winning the game. I did not have them winning by that margin. Uh, but I did pick Washington in the game. And this is where we usually go back and forth about where the Raiders are at this point. And we will get to that at, at, at some place in the show. At some place in the show. But you got to play the hits. And I can't sit here and, and be you know, a typical phony and hide from the story. The story is what happened over the weekend. While we were not on, it was not our watch. Uh, and while we were away, the president of the United States uh, got, just got into it for some random reason, uh, unloaded. Donald Trump unloading. He gave a bunch of hot takes about the climate 
of protest in American sports, specifically what has been going on in the NFL, unchecked by Roger Goodell and the Guardians of Football. They've allowed this to continue. We've talked about it a lot over the last year and pointed out how the NFL could have solved this problem if they had only listened. Bad job by them. But they didn't, and uh, now we have a situation where uh, the president has finally gotten around to it again and decided to unload. If you missed that, uh, let's uh, go to the audio tape here. And this particular soundbite, this had everyone in the NFL world enraged. They were going nuts. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that off the field right now, out, he's fired. Fired! All right, that was at a, a, a speech in Alabama. Uh, and then Trump followed that up by pointing out, that, again, about the protests and what should take place. But you know what's hurting the game more than that? When people like yourselves turn on television and you see those people taking the knee when they're playing our great national anthem. The only thing you could do better is if you see it, even if it's one player, leave the stadium. I guarantee things will stop. Things will top. Just pick up and leave. Pick up and leave. Not the same game anymore, anyway. All right, so that was uh, the president, and that just, kaboom. I mean, it's just, you know, hydrogen, hydrogen bomb. I, I, I came in, I t- I, my head's spinning still. I, I, I can't believe what I saw on over the weekend, it's just nuts. Uh, and I, I, I like the NFL. I like watching the NFL. I feel like there's a lot of people that work in the NFL that do not realize what's going on right now. And may, maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but it certainly appears. There's a couple thoughts I had. Now, Trump went on and continued as he is known to do. <laughs> there's no, there's no, um, and this is one of the reasons he became the president. There's, there's no grace. There's, you're, it's an anvil. Uh, that's that's his technique. It's it's not kid gloves. It's boxing gloves. It's it's actually not even boxing gloves. It's bloody knuckles. Uh, that's that's what he's going for. Uh, and so that's his technique. And he continued on Sunday. He said the NFL fans refuse to go to games until players stop disrespecting our flag and country. You will see change take place fast. Fire or suspend. Uh, he then went on, went on again, double down on the NFL attendance and the ratings that are way down, which is true. It's not a point you can debate. The ratings have gone down since this started. Uh, he also talked about boring games, said yes, that's uh, – he said yes to that. Uh, but many stay away because they love our country, uh, Trump stated. The league should back the U.S. And then he talked about the great solidarity of our national anthem and uh, for our country, et cetera, et cetera. I said standing with locked arms is good. <laughs> I guess Trump approved of that. Well, that'll put an end to that. Now that won't go on. Uh, and then he uh, he pointed out also kneeling is not acceptable, bad ratings. And, and then something else that he did, which caught a lot of people uh, by surprise when he did it, but I guess it shouldn't have. He also sent out and retweeted a woman, a political advocate who was calling for the boycott of the NFL and said, you can boycott our anthem, we can boycott you. All right, so there's a lot of stuff going on here. And we saw players all over the NFL uh, protest. I didn't see this because I was sleeping, but I'm told several of you uh, fine people told me that the in the Raven game with Jacksonville, the players kneeled for the U.S. anthem and stood for the British anthem. Is that accurate? I didn't see that. So I can't. That's what some people are telling me. Uh, that's that's not necessarily uh, what you're looking for. I would think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's exactly what you're looking for. 
Maybe that's a good look for the NFL. Uh, but a couple of things here. His opinion, bad for business, and you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Uh, you are not going to win. And we'll begin with the fact that th- there's a sentiment that, oh, you know, he, Trump somehow violated the law. Uh, was he polarizing? Yes. Was he presidential? No, he's not like any of the other presidents that we've had. That's, again, one of the reasons you, you would say he got elected, why he won the Electoral College because of that. But the, the key thing here is that words uh, do matter. He used salty language. There's no debating that. But unlike the narrative that seems to have been spread here, the president did not call for the government to fire national anthem protesters. He did not say they should be jailed. And that does matter here. President Trump gave his personal opinion that he'd love to see one of the owners do it. And context matters. I know the headline's great and reacting to the headline. And I do it all the time. I'm not any different than other people. I often uh, do it. But I try, in, in the purposes of this show, I try to come in here uh, and dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. And, and so the owners have the right to fire players. You know, it's the old argument, you can get rid of whoever you want. Uh, I see it in the radio business all the time. You know, they might... They might not get rid of you for the reason that they should get rid of you. They'll find some other reason to get rid of you. But the, the owners have the right. Now, whether they choose to do it or not, it appears that they're doubling and tripling down with this. They, the, the owners seem to be uh, in cahoots with this because Roger Goodell did not put a stop to it. And the thing that has struck me, and, and the reaction that I get from, from people that listen to the show, and I get a group of people that it's not a big group, we do an overnight show. But the group of people that regularly correspond with me via social media, a lot of guys, old dudes on email, some guys that uh, are in jail send me letters regularly. But the the broad spectrum of people that listen to the show, the the melting pot of the show, the general consensus is this is is not good. uh, And I think the NFL is underestimating, the second thing, the NFL is underestimating pockets of this country where patriotism it's large. I think it's a, I think it's a very large part of this country that you know, military families, uh, police that think of this in in a different light. Now, it, I guess it depends on how you were raised. I I was raised in a in a household where this this was important. I didn't come from a military family, but uh, the way that I was raised with the, was that the national anthem had some special special meaning, and you were lucky to be in America. And these are things that are good. Uh, clearly, uh, there are people that don't feel that way and feel like the national anthem is something that they uh, are offended by. I know there's uh, fringe lunatic groups that think it's a racist uh, action, things like that. But in the context, as we don't a sports radio show, the context of the NFL, I felt like what I was watching was one of the worst days in the history of the NFL for the business of football. Like, Donald Trump, this is not going to hurt Donald Trump. Donald Trump can pretty much do what he wants at this point. He's already president, and he's going to continue along. This is going to hurt the NFL. Uh, and if the NFL players and those people that work for the NFL think they're going to somehow win this battle, they're not. Uh, this is not going to be something that they come out victorious because you're going to see, uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong on this, but the feedback I'm getting, and I know there's a lot of passion in this, is that people are they're just fed up. They've had enough. They're annoyed. And they feel like the NFL has uh, you know, supported this uh, protesting during the anthem uh, on employment time, which is a factor in this. And so people say they're not going to watch. Now, is that true? Are the ratings going to continue to go down? I would think the ratings are going to go up for Sunday. I would think because of the fact any publicity is good publicity. And there was a whole lot of publicity, whole lot of publicity 
uh, in this. But as far as you know, the, the the words of Donald Trump somehow violating the office of the president and all that, and that player protesting while on the job, that's the one thing that keeps driving me nuts. People saying, well, they have the right to do it. For the 738th time, player protests while on the job are not covered by the First Amendment. There's a lot of people that clearly were not paying attention, sleeping in Civics 101, or whenever they taught civics. Was it sixth grade civics? Maybe seventh grade? I don't know. But uh, I kind of give you a refresher course here. The First Amendment has limited guarantees, but offers no protection from being fired for something that you've said, either in the workplace or outside of it. You know, make comments on social media. We've seen people get fired for things they've said on social media. Now, why is that? Because the amendment addresses the actions by the government to impede free speech. Donald Trump giving his opinion is not uh, an illegal act. It's it's not. It's his opinion. Uh, if he had created a law or helped create a law that had threatened to jail these players, uh, then that would have been different. Then he would have been violating all kinds of laws, and he would have been in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, but that's not what happened here. Uh, and it, it continued all weekend. You had players. I get it. I understand why NFL players would be upset. You know, they they are a, a fraternity. They think that they they you know they should not face this kind of criticism, uh, and they f- think it's unjust. They uh, they're upset. I get it. I understand. But they uh, they did they handled this uh, fighting fire with fire. Listen to. Did you hear the the interview after the Sunday night game? Josh Norman of the Redskins. Listen to Josh Norman here. With uh, you talk about hyperbole, I believe this is the definition of hyperbole. Uh, here we go. Let's listen. I think that's just one, you know, demonstration. I feel just we had to do, but just because of you know the tyranny that we face behind the POTUS, you know, and it's sad that we have to go through stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we unite as one. Nobody's going to divide us, and that's what we came out here and we proved today. We had our owners, everybody down from the personnel department, lock arms, that's brothers in arms, letting them know we will not be taken down. Tyranny, really? That's uh, that's a hot take right there. He's uh, what's Trump's been? He hasn't been president for a year. It's uh, you know, not an overreaction at all. I think that's an accurate reaction. Who do you think before Donald Trump? Who do you think Josh Norman's favorite dictator was? was it Kim Jong Un? What do you think? Who was Saddam Hussein back in the old days? What would old school? Where are we going here? Fidel Castro, like uh, that's Kaepernick's guy was Fidel Castro. So who's his favorite? If Trump's his new guy, who's who's his previous favorite? It's just crazy. It's just absolute craziness. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, we will welcome you. Open the phone lines here. You can join the conversation. And uh, I saw some of the teams took the Maller plan. The Most of the Steelers, the Titans and Seahawks, were in the locker room. Were in the locker room, did not go out there. But you got to know the customer. I don't believe the NFL and the players uh, realize the people are actually buying the tickets here the bulk, the majority of people that are buying the things, or they don't care. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they think they're okay. And uh, we'll see what kind of long-term ramifications this has for the NFL. But it felt, watching it all, it felt like this was uh, a a day, uh, a point of demarcation. Uh, But we'll find out that's true or not. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia is here. Right over there. Yeah, I, I think I was the only member of the crew that was actually at an NFL game. So from the perspective of being in a stadium and having the national anthem played, I can tell you it was really uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. There were people 
yelling during the anthem. Were they yelling support or or negative? Well, about half the Chiefs players sat on the bench. Yeah. And there were people yelling at them to stand up and Mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of things like that. And, uh, you know, the singing's going on. Normally you're silent, obviously. And, uh, so it was it was very uncomfortable. Am, am I overreacting myself here? Because it felt like all day I was like, no, this is not really happening. They're really screwing this up. Like they they don't they don't get it. The people, the bulk of the fans that pay for the tickets are patriotic people. They're really. It felt like this was something that's going to do long term damage for the NFL. Well, I I, I, don't, work, honest, I don't work for the NFL. I, so I don't I, know. I think they're so yeah, isolated in their own world that that, that might be probably true. doesn't yeah. come into Maybe play. Maybe they don't care. They're fine with that. I, I, I know, would think at some point that's going to affect the bottom you know, line, though. Yeah. Normally, Sundays are obviously a fun day yeah. for most of us that are huge NFL fans. And, you know, I was at a tailgate, and, uh, you know, I'm everyone's having a good time, and I'm watching the Steeler game on my phone. And before that, we're, we're heading to the game, and I'm getting – I have, you know, Steeler friends, and they're texting me that the entire team is not going to be out on the field for the anthem. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Really? They're, they're really not going to do this? So that it, like set the tone for the whole day for me that uh, my team didn't, didn't show up and do what I felt was the right thing, and that's to show up and stand for the anthem. Yeah. But uh, So that just kind of set the tone for the whole, the whole day. It was a weird uh, day. And I was not at a game, but I watched a billion different games. I kept flipping around. I created my own Red Zone channel. But I didn't even, like, talk that much about the games because everyone was getting into it about the comments that Trump made and the players. That was what everyone wanted to talk about. They didn't want to talk about the game. They were more into that. Which, that was, is, yeah. which is too bad, but understandable yeah. because there were a lot of really interesting games. Uh, surprising few, results, right? for sure. Yeah. I think all of us on the crew here on the other side of the glass were surprised by the results of all of our teams. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, crazy finish in Detroit. Uh late field goal from 60-something yards to win a game. There was a lot going on, but it's taking a back seat. Yep, that is true. All right, it's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take your phone calls if you would like to opine. Am I completely wrong on it? Maybe I'm completely off base here. Maybe I am uh, reading this incorrectly. But I'm just telling you the reaction I got and from people that listen to this show that reached out. And then, you know, they say the people that only the, the people that respond are the ones that are angriest, you know, the ones that are – you got to be worked up to respond to something. So we'll see if that translates or not. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Maller to the third degree, and we bring in the Coop de Loop. Justin Coop. Ben, for the first time in NBA history, every single head coach that started at the beginning of last season will be back to start this next season. So that begs the question, Ben, who do you think will be the first to go once the season begins? All right. Now, I know we like to change things up on Mallard to the third degree. And this is a good changeup. It's like a, a backdoor slider is what this is. Uh, so you know, a little different speed, a little different movement on it. Uh, I'm going to take this. Now, the easy answer, I believe the easy answer is Alvin Gentry. Alvin Gentry in New Orleans, courtesy of Boogie Cousins. Uh, that, that's not my choice, though. You asked me the question, the first coach to be fired, my answer is Billy Donovan. I am going to go with Billy Donovan, and I'll tell you why. A, the curse of high expectations. Carmelo Anthony is the greatest coach killer in modern NBA. This has the makings of a three-alarm fire. 
in Oklahoma City. You put Carmelo Anthony in that mix with Ru- with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. How is this going to end in a positive? We know that the Thunder are not better than Golden State. They're not better than Houston. They're not better than the Clippers and several other teams. They're they're in the mix, but they're not on, not on better if you look at a depth chart uh, just because you have the big names. And B, someone is going to have to be the fall guy when those high expectations are not met and things go off the rails in the Sooner State. And considering how Billy Donovan already got called out by former Thunder star Kevin Durant, uh, Carmelo is like adding a big jug of lighter fluid and dribbling it on top of a tinderbox with George and Westbrook. We know egos are important in the NBA. It's a big deal. Any professional athlete's got to have a big ego to make it, right, to, to overcome the odds and be, be the 1% that makes it. But it, it's like a hydrogen bomb waiting to go off in the Thunder locker room with these knuckleheads all together. All right, next. One of the most glaring issues during the Dodgers' run of struggles over the past few weeks, couple weeks, has been the play of the bullpen. Now, it was announced over the weekend that Kenta Maeda would be making a move to the pen. Ben, do you think this will shore up all those problems? Well, I'm not optimistic about this. As a general rule, I don't like starters out of the bullpen in the playoffs. This this is like a Hail Mary situation for the Dodgers at at this point. Uh, It could work. I, I hope it works, but I'm not optimistic. Number one, Dave Roberts... And, and the people that work in the brass for the Dodgers can have zero confidence in the middle of that bullpen, the key parts, the, the, the bridge. They pitch like dogs. You know, they, the bridge between the starters and Kenley Jansen, who's really good as the closer, it's turned out to be a bridge to nowhere the last month and a half of the baseball season. I'm talking about you, Pedro Baez, and you, Ross Stripling, among others. So they've got to solve that, and you don't solve it by putting those guys out there. I don't even know if they'll both be on the playoff roster. Probably not. And number two, as for Kenta Maeda, the reason it's a Hail Mary is because it's a totally new environment to come out of the bullpen. You're changing roles late in the game. Now, you should be able to handle it. You should have rhino skin and be able to handle it and not be a delicate little flower. But for every Madison Bumgarner who dominates out of the bullpen – and, and there have been other guys that have done really well. We remember them. We don't remember the dozens that have vomited all over the mound, and there are far more starters that have come out of the bullpen that haven't gotten it done. The ones that have been great, we remember. All right, next. During a news conference last week, Rob Manfred spoke about the very real possibility of the league expanding to 32 teams. Now, when asked if Portland was a candidate for one of those teams, the commission was very optimistic about Portland's chances. Ben, where do you think the best place for the second expansion team would be? All right, so are you saying Portland? Do I approve of Portland? Do I give the Maller seal of approval? Is that what you're getting at here? Uh, I think Portland would be great. I, I think Portland would be fine. Uh, and and I, baseball, if I'm advising them, and I am, I'm giving them free advice on the radio, unsolicited free advice. The way I look at this, if you're Rob Manford, you have to support everyone, right? whether it's Portland or whoever, because you want – a bunch of cities. You want multiple cities and politicians bidding against each other to get a franchise. Now, if you're going to go Pacific Northwest, if I am the commissioner, I want Vancouver competing with Portland, Oregon. I want those two cities. you got to give a rival to the Seattle Mariners in the Pacific Northwest. So I would try to do something along those lines. And then I would look for a non-baseball city. But you don't want to go to a watered-down Market. So some cities like Vegas is out, 
because they're going to have the Raiders in a couple of years. They've got an NHL team. That's enough. You've got to cap it at probably two. They might get an NBA team, but that's not going to work for baseball. Plus, it's 1,000 degrees in Vegas in the summer. So uh, what are some possibilities? I would throw San Antonio out there. I would put Louisville. I'd put Nashville, Tennessee. I'd put Albuquerque, New Mexico, Richmond, Virginia as all possible destinations, Salt Lake City, non-traditional baseball towns. You might have one professional sports team. You might have none. I would think outside the box rather than do the safe thing. You know, years ago, there's a guy in baseball said, uh, I mean, one of the, the big baseball pundits was like, they should put another team in New Jersey because all the people live in New Jersey. Like, eh, I think we're good. You can put a team in Atlantic City. Uh, I think we're good. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Then you pass this edition. That's a winner. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here we go. You ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. All right, away we go. It's the instant advice line. Unscreen radio. The safety net is off. You hear my voice. You are live on the air, and you can be part of the festivities. Now, who needs our advice? Now, we've talked about pretty much one thing. For the duration of the radio shows, it's kind of self-explanatory this time. There's a lot of people that could use their advice. Cleveland Browns lost to the Colts. Uh, That's embarrassing. The Bears beat the Steelers. I guess Pittsburgh could use some help. Uh, Baltimore stumbling to Jacksonville. You can go down the list. But there's a clear, clear, obvious answer. And why avoid the low-hanging fruit? You cannot avoid the low-hanging fruit. So... I'd like it a solution. We have a problem. We have a problem. I would rather avoid the political conversation. We'll get sucked down the rabbit hole here, and we play the hits. So what can we do to get back at this chasm that has broken out between a a large group of players and uh, people that think you should stand for the national anthem? So what can we do to solve this? What's the compromise? What's the... The way to solve this. So if you want to join this, you're live on the air on the Insta Device line. And the, the number, did I already give out the number? Am I not allowed to give out the number again? Let's see here. All right, let's go to the phones. Phones are ringing off the hook. Uh, you are live on the air when you hear my voice. Line one. All right. How do you self, uh, solve all these problems between the NFL and the players? Uh, and, and Actually, I guess not the NFL. The NFL seems okay with the protests. I'm talking about the uh, patriotic types that don't like these protests. Line one, great start. Line two, you're on the air. Go. And I'm proud to be an American. Yes, you are. Line three, you're live on the air. Line three, we're giving advice on how to end the conflict between the protesters and the uh, the president of the United States. Uh, yes, Ben. I would end the conflict by looking everybody square in the eye and saying, you are yourself, Ben Yes, that's solid advice. I'm sure that's going to happen. Line four, you are next. Giving advice on how to <laughs> how to end the conflict here, end the conflict, get back to the way it was, the way it should be, right? Yes. Yeah, Ben. I just want to hear myself on the radio. Okay, you're, uh, yeah, you heard two seconds of you on the radio. Line five, you're live on the air. 
on Fox Sports Radio. We are solving the conflict between the players and Donald Trump. Give them all hotel rooms with air. Line six, you are. I don't want to hear his voice after last week. I'm done with him. Line six, you're live on the air. Hello, line six. Luke 5, 1 to 11. Oh, he's changing it up. The Bible, the Bible verse guy. He's going through there. I gave him a homework assignment. He's doing it. Ben, that's a lot of verses. He said 1 through 11. He called me for like 12 years just doing John 3.16. And now he's opened up. He realizes there's other parts of the Bible. And now he's opening his eyes to those other parts of the Bible. Line one. Hello, line one. We don't need no devils in the house. We want the Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. He's moving up on my list uh, on the Institute of Ice line. He's right, right behind Tukas, 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 man. Line two, you are next on the air. We are solving the problem between the protesting players in football and Donald Trump. They should go to the bathroom more. Okay. Are you on well, the toilet? Yeah, Tom Brady does. Uh, yeah, 25 glasses of water. If he didn't have those 25 glasses of water, he wouldn't have made that late play against the Texans, Eddie. Patriots would have lost that game without well, that, that water. defense looked good, huh? It's, and, Eddie, the, the secret's the electrolytes. That's yeah. the secret for the Patriots. Well, yeah, and, and not getting a sunburn. That's yeah. You you can cure sunburns. You don't need. You don't have to worry about it. No, no suntan lotion. Nothing. Line three. Hello. All the, all the players of NBA and. Uh, well said. Oh line oh four. Hello, line four. Hello, Ben. Yeah. I have- All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, line five. We're on a time restraint. We got to move on. Line five. Hello. Hey, they should take a page out of the NHL playbook. They like the national anthem. Oh, Canada. Oh, thank you. Yes. Did you see, Eddie, your Pittsburgh Penguins are uh, going to the I did. The White House? I yeah. saw that. Yep. <laughs> How do you think they felt about that announcement? They weren't real pleased with that. Uh, line six, you're live on the air. Hello, line six. Yes, my advice is to get ass on Facebook. All right. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, random line. Hello. That's not that funny. I don't know where you got that. L- random line. Hello. Hi, Ben. How are you? Oh, it's Cowboy oh, John Brad. The Canadian He's perspective. He's on the random line? Never happens. I don't know how that worked out. Yeah, yeah well, first of all, rest in peace, uh, actor and former NFL wide receiver Bernie Casey. In both sites, you could... Well, that'll solve... Where are the white women at? That'll solve everything. And get ass on Facebook. Not in Windsor. Not in Windsor. That's edited. I never said that. Line uh, line one, And get ass on Facebook. (laughs) You can hear the edit. Line one, hello. Wouldn't it be nice if Congress looked Trump square in the eye and say, get this SOB out of Congress? Yeah, I don't know. Don't hold your breath on that. Line two, Hello. Real talk sucks. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, no real talk. I haven't heard from him in a little while. Hope no, he's all right. missed him. Show's not the same without him. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard from Mark the Full Name Guy either in a few days. Or Flexus. Some of our regulars are going away. They're not uh, They're not being part of the show. Hello, line three. Hey, Ben, I think we should take advice from Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. <laughs> yes, we should. Just... To say his name. That's it. Uh, hello, line hot four. Nuts! I saw a guy eating hot nuts at the Charger game, by the way. Oh, save that. All right. <laughs> I tried That's to get. A, I tried to get a picture, but he, w- he kind of uh, wouldn't like accommodate a, me like there. Pornography. All right, uh, line four. Hello, line four. Eat a snack. Yeah. Rodney King. Can we all just get along? Go Pats. Okay. Yes. Go Pats. 
Tackle somebody, please. Uh, line five, hello. You're on the air. We're giving you advice on how to solve. We're in the solution business. You and me together. We're going to solve this. Oh, yeah. The conflict between the protesting players and the POTUS, Donald J. Trump. Line five, hello. If you stand for the national anthem, you should receive a free goat and a midget. And a midget. All right, thank you. A free goat? A goat, yes. And a midget. Okay, uh, line six, hello. Oh, there's an incentive. Yeah. See, I'm going to stand up yeah. right now. That's not politically correct, just so he knows. Oh, really? That's true, yeah. It's the goat people. part, right? No. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Uh, line six, hello. All right, line six is not there. We'll try line one. You're listening to the Instant Advice Line on the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. We're giving advice to solve the conflict between the protesting players of the NFL and the POTUS Donald J. Trump. Hello, line one. I know it's you. Yeah. I guilty as charged. I did. I did. Uh, line two, hello. Yes, Donald Trump needs to be teabagged by Peyton Manning. All right, yes. Uh, line three, hello, line three. Uh, yes, Ben, this whole thing could be solved very easily if everyone would come to the negotiation table and use the Mallard maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know it's coming, and yet I still find it funny. No. That, the Maller Maneuver do, do, do works. Too. The Maller Maneuver, maneuver? is time-tested. It's a game show technique. I'm willing to, for for like a nominal fee each month, I will teach you the Maller Maneuver. I will I will <laughs> pass on the skills that I have learned, the wisdom to the next generation. Tossed? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that worked. That's how it all uh, started. Uh, I know. Uh, line, line four. Hello. Hello. That dog has licked that whole thing. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll just, we're just mimicking drops now. That's all this has turned out to, to be. It's just copying drops. Line five, go. Mary 420, man. All right, yes. Very good. Go back to your bong. Line six, hello. Hello. Goodbye. All right. Uh, random line, go. This killing time is killing me. Drinking myself wine, thinking I won't see. Okay. Uh, line, that was different. Uh, line one, hello. Hey, that, that was clear. That was black. Hey, this is Kenny <laughs> in Spokane. I think they should get a bunch of cocaine and hookers. Yeah. Uh, sure. That was Actually, it's hookers and cocaine. Well, it was close. Yeah. That dog's licked that whole thing. Line two, hello. They should all smoke some bath salt. All right. <laughs> Sounds like. Sounds like you've gotten a jump start on that. All right, we'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame the Coop the Loop. Justin Cooper, go ahead. Line five. Line five. The final call as we, an overnight sports talk radio show, the most relevant mainstream media show in America, Wrong. try to solve the chasm between the protesting players and the POTUS, Donald J. Trump. Line five, you are on the air. The final call, go. Watch Pencil Neck Golf and Pencil Neck Bull Riding, Pencil Neck. Yeah! Pencil Neck Ray! We love you, Ray! Call more I don't, I don't often. know what he said, but okay. It just is his delivery. He's the drill sergeant from the military movies. That's who he is. He's awesome, Pencil Neck Ray. We love that guy. Don't do a lost cat magnet, we need Pencil, Pencil neck. neck. We need more <laughs> drops from Pencil Neck Ray. I demand it. I demand it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Uh, the game's not the talker. It is all about 
the protesting players in the NFL and Donald Trump. And as we've been talking about all night, but the show starts when you turn the show on. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, he he put out a, uh, a statement on Friday, and the reaction played right into his trap, uh, right into his trap, because rather than just ignore the comment, and I, listen, I'm I'm a talk shows, I don't ignore anything, but in a perfect world, right, I would ignore it, the players would ignore it, and they'd just move on, and they, who cares, uh, we're, we're not listening to you, uh, but no. Uh, they not only uh, did they respond, they did what pretty much everybody does that plays right into Donald Trump. They, they responded by lashing out, they over reached and then they end up then alienating uh, the people that they want on their side of the argument. And so this this happens over and over again. But what happens Monday night? Now, there's an interesting wrinkle here. you got the game itself, which is intriguing from just a pure football standpoint. The Cowboys opened a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The Cardinals have been dismal. Carson Palmer looks like he's done. Uh, and will he have a revival on a Monday night? Well, the, the line is currently at three. Uh, it's currently at three. So it's gone down a half a point from three-and-a-half to three. The Cowboys trying to bounce back after that debacle last week. Most of the money, as it normally is, on the Dallas Cowboys. And I believe that's the right side. But the game itself is just a subplot to what's going to happen before the game. And especially for the Dallas Cowboys, and not only because they have a massive fan base and a massive presence deep in the heart of Texas, but it's more than that for the Cowboys because of Jerry Jones. And uh, Jerry Jones said some things this week that have been repeated. They've been tossed into the echo chamber of sports conversation and some people love what Jerry Jones had to say. Other people are really upset. And we're going to reach a tipping point, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out whether Jerry Jones either a changed his position, or or the Cowboys will be the team, the one team that uh, that stands for the national anthem. Now that would be something. But l- before we get to that point, let's go back. Happened over the weekend on the Fox Business Channel. It was an interview from earlier in the week. Now, we should point out this was before the S hit the fan, but listen to Jerry Jones, who was interviewed on the Fox Business Channel, and he was asked about the anthem protest. Once again, seeing these players kneel on the field, not your team, but others. How do you feel about what you're seeing and the, the disrespect you're seeing towards the American flag right now? Well, I uh, do not think the place uh, to uh, express yourself uh, in society is as we uh, recognize the American flag and all the people that have made this great country the very opportunity for us to get be there in front of the nation. So that's not the place to do anything other than honor the flag and everybody that's given up a little for it. All right, so and I, I was blown away by the music in the background. I thought that. <laughs> but if you – so I was distracted by that. But in, in short, uh, Jerry Jones – uh, essentially said the Cowboys should should stand. Uh, but I, I'm hearing from from those that seem to be in the know around the Cowboys that Jerry Jones, at, thi- at least at this time, has not mandated any kind of behavior during the national anthem, any way the Cowboys should act. And so we'll find out. But that's you know, those are pretty strong words by Jerry Jones. So what do you think the Cowboys are going to do? I believe what the Cowboys are going to do is they're going to do what every other team in the NFL has done, which is 
some version of either stay in the locker room. That that would be the favorite. But as Al Michaels told us last night in the Raider game, which was more of the Redskins game, uh, with these primetime games on network television, that apparently is not always allowed. So it's possible, this being Monday Night Football, that the Cowboys will not be allowed to stay in the locker room. Uh, and then that presents an issue. Do they do they do the Raider move and sit on the bench? Do they uh, lock arms? I guess the favorite, if I were to say what are the odds, the favorite is locking arms. That would be the favorite because that seems to be the in vogue thing around the NFL. Uh, and then second choice would be stay in the locker room, which sounds like that's not much of an option. And then the third choice would be just sit on the bench. That would be the third choice. So if I were to rank them, that would be the order that I ranked them. And Jerry Jones is going to be in – Interesting position. Now, wouldn't it be something if the Cowboys just like all stood up? Wouldn't that be? That would be like an almost a bigger story if they all decided uh, we're just going to stand up. Uh, you know, message was sent on Sunday. Uh, we're going to stand up. Now that would be something. And uh, of course, Jerry Jones is going to get killed either way because if the Cowboy players stand up, because oh, you know, they, Jerry, you know, he forced them to stand up. And if they protest, they, hey, Jerry, you're a hypocrite. You told Fox Business Channel that you didn't like this, and your players did it. What do you have to say, Jerry? And, and Jerry can't help himself. Jerry sees a microphone. He hears a microphone in the other room and a camera. He's aroused. So he's screwed here. Jerry's got to take the bait. He's going to do the post-game interview, win, lose, or whatever for the Cowboys. He's going to do the interview. Uh, so that's where we are with that. Now, and meanwhile, uh, Chris Collinsworth ha- has come out and said that President Trump should, quote, apologize uh, to NFL players. Chances that Donald Trump apologizes to NFL players uh, minus 20%. I'm going to go minus 20%. If he's not going to – Donald Trump's not going to apologize to John McCain and uh, the, the whole list of people that he has uh, taken some shots at over the years. He is certainly not going to apologize to NFL players. Uh, no, and I don't think he should – that's his opinion. I don't think he should apologize. That's how he feels. That's fine. You want to be a phony like every other president, be a phony politician? I guess a lot of people do want to be a phony and do the presidential thing and – and you know, act the part, uh, that's what a lot of people would like. But he's not been that way. It's it's not been a year yet, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. Now, there's a couple of things on the field. Am I allowed to talk about stuff on the field? Am I uh, – is that okay? Yeah, okay, good. Right. Uh, I want to mention the Lions game. Uh, this annoyed me. This bothered me a lot. There might, might or might not have been financial components to this. Uh, but at the end of the Lions-Falcons game, Detroit went from an apparent game-winning touchdown to a loss. You might have seen the highlight on this. Everything's taking a backseat to, to Trump versus the players and players versus Trump. But Matthew Stafford threw what certainly looked like a one-yard touchdown pass to Golden Tate, and that score would have given the Lions a two-point lead, point after touchdown pending. Uh, but then they went back. They stopped it. Every scoring play is reviewed. There were eight seconds remaining when the clock signaled touchdown. The play actually stopped with 11 seconds, but the the actual clock stoppage from the crew was at 8 seconds. That matters because on instant replay, the ruling was changed, and they said that Golden Tate was down by contact. He was ruled down by contact. And so the NFL then, part of the rule is uh, the Lions had no timeouts, so they automatically ended the game with a 10-second runoff. And the question is did the NFL get it right? Is this a legitimately good rule to end a game on a 10-second runoff? The answer is absolutely not. It's asinine. And the, the Lions 
we're royally screwed. Now, I've often pointed out that I'm a spirit of the law as opposed to a letter of the law guy. Uh, I think most people are, uh, unless you go exactly the speed limit and not you know faster than that, then then that's your letter of the law. You should get a ticket, right, every time you go over the speed limit. But most people drive at least a few miles over the speed limit, right? That's kind of there's some leeway in that. But as far as the Lions here, a couple of thoughts. A, Detroit was penalized twice. They were penalized by the officials on the field. Fine. But then they got penalized again with the clock run off. The referees screwed up. They made a mistake. right? No one's perfect. I get it. But you compound the mistake by then running the clock down. There's no other way to spin this. The referees made the correct call. Had they done it on the field, then the Lions would have had a chance. If the ball had been spotted down and they say oh, incomplete pass in real time, the Lions would have been able to scramble and at least had a chance to get a playoff with eight seconds. And before you say it's impossible, there's no way it can happen, the Lions last year, they informed all of us that they did that. They ran down the field on a 27-yard gain they spiked the ball in six seconds last season against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, could it happen here? A lot of things have to go right. But that was impossible because you don't give them the chance. Now, technically, again, when you, you look at the TV re- replay and the game was on Fox, Golden Tate was ruled down. Uh, the, the play at 11 seconds based on TV replays. But there was a delay with the referees blowing the, the, the play dead and all that. So – if you want to go by, hey, let's look at the replay and say, well, there's 11 seconds, so we'll run 10 seconds off. We'll put one second on the clock or whatever. And, and B, you invest hours practicing, right, all week and all this stuff. And, and the players do that and the coaches and all that. But as a fan, you invest a lot of time. And then you get to the NFL game day, and you're at the point where that's how a game is supposed to end? That's how – was that the intention of the rule? What kind of – a-hole came up with that. I mean, let's keep it real. It, it was an empty situation. It's a bad rule. And, and rather than defend it and support it, the NFL in the offseason, the rules committee, should investigate this. We've often talked about the NFL and the need to streamline the rule book. But let, let's put it this way, right? The catch rule should be changed. But right behind the catch rule, you should put this dopey rule on the list of things to change. It's a joke. Uh, now, Jim Caldwell, who is apparently going to be the greatest Lions coach in history, he'll be there forever. Uh, you got the big extension, right? Jim Caldwell. Mediocrity is rewarded with the Lions. But here's Jim Caldwell giving his 10 cents. Now, I've not heard this soundbite, but I'm imagining uh, Caldwell's uh, pretty dull. So I'm imagining that he will show no passion and no fire. I don't know. Maybe he will. Let's, let's see here. I, I, I'm going to go with no no fire, no passion, and uh, let's see what we hear. I don't think so. You know, I mean, it's tough to, be, you know, to digest all that right now in terms of how it works. We all kind of know exactly what that, the situation, um, you know, could and would be. Um, and in hindsight, we can complain all we want, but they um, administer the rule exactly the way that it's written. Yeah, he sucks. Okay, he's a bum. All right, to quote LeBron James, he's a bum. Uh, yeah, come on. How about uh, – even if it's uh, not, uh, I guess what's the word? Even if it's disingenuous, if you're a Lions fan, is that what you want to hear from your head coach, or do you want to hear we got effed, we got screwed, it's a bad rule, we should change the rule? The fact that I am not a Lions fan and I have more passion for this than the Lions coach, I find somewhat troubling. 
that I care more about that, the way that game ended, than Jim Caldwell. Think about that for a second. I'm not a Lions fan. I've got friends who are either from Detroit or live in Detroit, but I got no skin in the game. Other than a small financial investment, you've got to be kidding me. That's the reaction of an NFL head coach? It's embarrassing. That Give him another extension. Add a year on to his contract with that kind of passion. <laughs> you talk about a passion for competition. Jim Caldwell, right there at the top of the list. There's a man that is all about competition. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. I had planned to spend a lot of time with the Seahawk-Titan game. Oh, really? But I, I didn't get to do that. How about Richard Sherman, who uh, acted like a lunatic out there in the field? Did you, you didn't watch the game, but... I heard he got a couple of uh, personal foul calls. Yeah. I think it felt like he wanted to get kicked out for some reason. He was he was playing loosey-goosey, which I used to love you know, back in the old days. But uh, Maybe he was surprised they were actually throwing the ball this way. Most teams just uh, kind of avoid him, it seems like. Yeah, they were like in the, the Redskins game, Josh Norman, if you saw the Sunday night game, uh, before he called the president a tyrant, uh, Josh Norman, the entire game, 60 minutes of football, they weren't on the field defensively the whole time, one pass was thrown Josh Norman's way by the Raiders. Why is that? Don't you have to at least have to test Josh Norman a little bit? I don't understand the Raiders' uh, game plan. At least Try. I mean, don't you have to try? Yeah, I, Spread I, the I, ball around? I, he's a good player, but uh, so is Richard Sherman. But I don't I don't think you, you know, limit your offense to just one side of the yeah, field no one's, because of one guy, not no, even Deion Sanders. I, no one's invincible, right? Defensive back-wise. I mean, you got to test him. Maybe he ate some bad food before the game. And you can, you never – you got to at least try that, Eddie, right? Because, you know, maybe he had some, uh, some, some stomach issue or something like that. You'll never know if you don't throw him the ball. You'll never that's know. that's very true. Yes. Yeah. All right. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's take a phone call here. Uh, let's see here. Where do we want to go? How about Richard, who's on Fox Sports Radio in Southern California? Hello, Richard. Hi, Ben. What's up? Okay, so I just want to say you're completely wrong about the Lions Falcons. I think that play, the call was absolutely correct. No, isn't it? The, the, the call in the field was wrong by the officials initially. That's the mistake, and the Lions got penalized twice because the officials made a mistake, then the 10-second runout. The Lions should have been given an opportunity to rush to the line and taken another shot at the end zone. It's a bad job by the NFL. But if, if, if the call had been correct on the field, the play still would have been reviewed because they would have tried to say that it wasn't in, and so the play would have been reviewed either way. They, they got. They got it. They got it right. And the Lions could have gotten another playoff in. You know, there is seven. no way they could they have did. gotten You're another playoff. You're an idiot. Playoff. They did it last year. If they did it last year in a game, why ah. couldn't they do it in this game? You said they ran down. They ran down and clocked in seven seconds. It was in seven seconds. They would have thrown they, the ball in the end zone. You and it would. How there was you, no you, way they could what kind of what kind of person are you, Richard? You think a game ending on a rundown, a clock rundown's good? That's what the NFL is all about. That you play one game a week and a game ends on that BS call? Have you lost your mind? Nope. Say, think about that. Think about how stupid you sound right now, Richard. Think about the hey. people listening right now. Think, boy, that guy Richard's an idiot. What a moron that guy is. Why would he say that on the radio? First of all, I've been called worse. Secondly, um, 
I will preface this that I am a Falcons fan. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. And All right. thirdly. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. When, That's, you know, I'm just saying, no, no, season, you, I don't need a third. You said Falcon fan. You said when Fal- the Falcons That's are 19 good for and two. 0. Oh, 19 and when 0. The Fal- when the oh, Falcons finish 19 and 0, uh-huh. this will be a blip in the radar. <laughs> no one's going to be radar. talking about the fact that the Lions could have. Okay. All right. I got you. Thank you. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.